reviewing TV shows and films, dishing out sports picks and dimes, providing you a slice of economics with a hidden gem tied in. Become a paid subscriber to Preston Super Show at anchor.fm slash Preston's Super Show slash subscribe. Thanks for listening and God bless. Welcome to Preston's Super Show. Let's talk about some college football from yesterday. Let's start with, you know exactly what to talk about, that Colorado game where Colorado was a 20 and a half point underdog. Dude, oh my gosh. I couldn't even believe it. I'm like, there's no way. That's like the easiest money I've ever seen. Colorado, you're talking about the team that just got Deion Sanders. They got a quarterback who's a stud. They got a bunch of talent at receiver, running back. On the defensive side, it's not even a thing in these smaller schools. You don't even worry about that. All you got to do is win the shootouts. And that's exactly what they did. They literally just did what you have to do. Go win the shootout because it's all the other team's going to do against you. Here's a, the former team that went and represented, right? This is the team that went and represented in the college football championship, TCU, ranked number 17. You could see why. There's a big drop off in talent. But don't take anything away from Colorado and a huge win. Like, I can't even stress how huge of a win that is for Colorado um, at this point in their program. I mean, you're talking about your first game and you come out the gates like that and your quarterback broke. He's breaking records. Shadur Sanders, over 510 yards passing, four touchdowns. Ridiculous. I mean, TCU played a great game. You know, Eric Bailey, the running back, uh, Ignani Bainley, the running back, 14 carries for 164 yards. And um, Colorado's running back was their best receiver. Five catches, 135 yards, three touchdowns. Folks, this was a game. TCU could not hang their head. They could not hang their head. I don't feel like they overlooked Colorado. I feel like it was a straight-up game. I feel like TCU was responding on every drive and then at the end Colorado just had the right man they end up winning a huge game huge game for that program man moved to 1-0 on the season and you have to be proud you have to be proud of your Colorado fan you've witnessed a lot but to see this paying out this way for this team is remarkable it's really remarkable and you had to go with Colorado on the spread you could not dare go against Colorado on the spread because you have to think about it. Whenever you're getting that many points and it's like 20 or more points, the team's got to be really bad for you not to, um, cut, you know, if you can't cover more than 20 points, what are you doing? Like, like seriously, 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 what are you doing if you can't cover more than 20 points? Because you got to look at that for face value. Like you guys, come on. So, give Colorado all the love. Um, there's only there's only so much you could say about that game, you know, because it, it, it was a shootout. It was a shootout both ways. But you have to be impressed because there's so much talent spread through these teams. Then we had a team who couldn't cover that. And this is a team, you know, 
When it comes to Virginia schools and, and football, nowadays I'm always skeptical because they just don't have that intensity like they used to. You know, Virginia and West Virginia, those two schools, when you would go play against them, they always gave you a tough time. Like, it, it could have gone either way, but they gave you a tough time. And now they don't do that. They don't have the, the depth. They don't have the roster. They're not able to give the teams the run like they were before. And I've noticed that over the last couple of years, you know. And even Virginia Tech, they, they have that same type of feel, man. With all respect, those Virginia schools are just, they're not recruiting like they once were. And Tennessee really, you know, they're really that good. But 49 points, Virginia's only able to score 13 it was just a letdown for Virginia. Again, you start off the year like that. It's not how you want to start off. Um, you have to. You just have to be better than that. Uh, so, Tennessee's looking really good, getting their style points there. Then here's the team. They were 34 and a half point underdogs to open up, and uh, they covered that against Texas of all teams. And Texas looked really good. Like, talk about Texas for a minute. And how Texas was looking um, with me. Because I'm looking at Texas as a team that's going to surprise a lot of people this year. I feel like Texas is a team that we kind of all have overlooked. But to be completely honest with you, I feel like it's wrong to overlook Texas right now this early in the season. They look pretty sure of themselves. I feel like their quarterback's got to get a little bit settled back there. He, he sometimes just kind of, you know going through his motions too fast and he kind of needs to slow that down I know that will calm down I know it will but um that's probably the only knock I really have on Texas their defense looks a lot better looks like they got a good class in there from the recruiting looks like they've kept some guys too and that really helped um and I really like the flow that they have out there Texas had a good game flow to open up their season now Rice you know what that's a team that they're supposed to beat. Like, they're supposed to beat them convincingly. So for Rice to cover the spread, that's good. That's good for them. Because it shows that they didn't get, you know, overmatched. So I'm really happy with, uh, to see the smaller schools at least try. Like, at least make an effort. We don't expect you to be Appalachian State, like what they did to Michigan. But, um, you know, if you, if you play hard and you try, there's no telling what could happen. You know, but a lot of teams don't play hard. They don't try hard enough. And, um, you know, one thing I'd like to mention, though, is how about Army? You know, Army's a weird situation. They're a team that's being scouted for the ACC. I don't know why it's a terrible move to bring Army into the ACC. If you're looking for more competition, well, Army's a team that it's not like they're able to recruit the best players because you got to also be willing to serve so they're not able to recruit the best players period and to bring them into the ACC is kind of like saying hey Army, we're going to bring all these good teams to beat you every year so you make sure you have a losing record and Army's just fine where they're at they couldn't even get past UL Monroe let's be real there's no way they're going to get in the ACC you could even be UL Monroe that talk should be over now the talk of Army going to the ACC should be over. They couldn't even beat UL Monroe. Really? Really, guys? Your quarterback threw two interceptions 
I mean, let's be real. Come on. Let's get real, guys. And now, well, what I want to talk about quickly, Auburn. You know, a lot of these schools are not going to play a real program until it's their third game. So Auburn plays UMass, and UMass is not known as a football team, never has been. And uh, Auburn just destroys them, covers the spread easily. A 39 and a half point spread that I knew they would cover. And uh, they went 59 to 14. So what that tells me is Auburn should be ranked. The way they dominated that team and the way I see other ranked teams struggling, uh, Auburn should be ranked. So we'll see them in the rankings. And 40, I want to let you know something. 40, uh, let's see, 46% of people took UMass on the spread. That just tells you they don't they don't watch football. They just see a big number and they jump on it. They don't watch football. If you watch football, you know there's no way UMass, UMass, UMass is going to beat Auburn. It's just or or cover the spread against Auburn. It's just not going to happen, dog. It's not going to happen. Not in this lifetime. So Boise State Broncos first the Washington Huskies, and you know Boise State came in as a, a plus fourteen and a half underdog. And I know what a lot of people thought. They probably thought, you know, two touchdowns and, a, and an extra and a half a point. It's possible, you know, but I knew right away that Washington is really good and they're bringing back a lot of guys. They're ranked top 10 for a reason. Um, that's a good ranking for them because they cover the spread easily. I mean, they did, they demolished Boise State. Boise State is at a, is at, is hitting a low. And they, they did put up 19 points, but the, you know, Early on, they weren't there. It came later. Early on, they were not there. They were psyched out. Washington beasted them. 56 points. Um, This was a good spread. Indiana was a 27.5 point uh, underdog against Ohio State. And let me tell you about Ohio State. It wasn't impressed. Not impressed. They, they won't be a championship team this year. This is not their championship year. I know their fans will be crazy, wild, and everything like that. And that, they should be. But it doesn't mean they're going to win a championship. As a matter of fact, they are not even going to be the best team in the Big Ten. They won't. Michigan Michigan looks really good. Ohio State looks mid. They look mid. They beat Indiana, but they always beat Indiana. They beat Indiana like 30 times in a row. Like, it, Indiana is... I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. It's a it's a great basketball university, but they're not even holding that up as well as they need to anymore. Indiana's got some problems with sports. That's the bottom line. I mean, you know, it's got to be kind of hard to recruit guys to Indiana too. And it's not that because like where they play the football at in Indiana is really nice down there. So I don't know why what they're having such a hard time with. Especially if Illinois can recruit. You know what I'm saying? Illinois can get people down there in Champagne. It's like, Champagne's cool. But on the top of my couple fingers, I could name a lot of places I'd rather go play football. And I love the Illini. But I, mean, I can think of a lot more places I'd rather go play some football. Because I've been to a lot of Illini games. And it's not like the stands are packed, dog. I mean, let's be real. You get good seats just scooting up. Most people just scoot up because of people that buy those tickets don't even show you know so hopefully Illinois can inspire a little bit more like Notre Dame you know get a little bit more of a crowd out there because you know 
One thing you don't like to see is when you play an away team at home and there's so many away fans and you're like, dang, looking around, like, man, we need some more people on our side. You know, you don't like to see that. So Illinois, Indiana, a lot of Big Ten schools that are Ohio State or Michigan or Michigan State. It's like, you guys got to get some people out here. So uh, Penn State did their thing, right? They did their thing against West Virginia, just shut down West Virginia. I mean, West Virginia, thanks for showing up, but you guys didn't stand a chance. Um, The Nevada Wolfpack versus the USC Trojans and the Nevada Wolfpack plus 35 and a half underdog. They couldn't even cover that, dude. They couldn't even cover that. And USC rolls 66 points by USC. Um, Nevada with 14 points end up being just a slobber knocker. Just like I said, thanks for showing up. Told you about Penn State. Um, the big letdown was probably South Carolina. I think everybody puts these big expectations on South Carolina, and we all start to kind of believe that they will be good. And then they show us the true colors that they're still not ready, that they're just not ready. And they need they need another season or two. But, I mean, who knows if that'll even work. But North Carolina's ready. They've been building this program. Um, somehow they were an underdog. I don't know. I mean, you know, part of me felt like South Carolina could win. There was opportunities. But North Carolina was just a dominant team. And I feel like every time we see this happen, it's the same thing. You know, you get Spencer Radler. This guy throws over 300 yards and throw one touchdown. I mean, you know, something's just not right. And then with North Carolina, they didn't even have to do a quarter of that to win. And they could just hand the ball off, you know, to British Brooks. And he was tearing it up. And British Brooks is a guy to watch. That's a, that's a playmaker. He's a playmaker, man. And he, he gets those tough yards, too. I like that about him. Uh, let's see. The last game I'm going to talk to you about today before I head out of here is Coastal Carolina versus UCLA last night. And, and this is a good game for me to talk about because, and I might mention one or two other games, but but this is really one of the last things I wanted to say. Coastal Carolina come out there, and you're kind of hoping that, you know, with the senior quarterback that they would have recruited and got some offensive line and some, maybe some pieces to help that kid. Uh, 14 and a half point underdog. Great spot. I mean, it was a great spot because he throws the ball really well on the call for Coastal. Then shout out to the true freshman for UCLA come in there and launches a ball. Like, man, he threw such a sweet spiral early or early in the game. And uh, I was so impressed with this kid. Like, UCLA really got a good one, man. They really got a good one. I was really impressed with him. I thought he did the right thing. And I think moving forward, you see a lot of a lot of these type of things happen for guys or um, situations where they, you know, go to one team or another team. This guy looks like a lifer at UCLA. He looks like he's going to ride the wave at UCLA. So I, I, I'm cool with that. You know, a lot of guys want to jump in that transfer portal. They feel like they're good. They could go to another team and be better. Uh, I see that too much. You know, I felt like that was a problem with Florida this year. We, we start, we're starting a quarterback who's a, who's a bomb. 
Mertz is a bomb. And I don't care what anybody says. That kid's a bomb, dude. And he he may do a one or two good things, but he's got no confidence. You can see it in his eyes. He's just waiting to be benched. He knows his career's in the twilight, and he's been jumping teams, looking for the right home. Well, guess what? He came to the swamp, and that's going to be the last time you hear Mertz. I mean, that, that dude is ass. Then you got Utah, who... And you really think about Utah as a team who really came together. You said putting in a lot of work. But I think that overall, Utah, the team that you have played, really look at her face. They're better than BYU. BYU built a score 14 points against a team. You know, Houston, Sam, Mark, you know what I'm saying? So I just look at that like that's got to be something else. So that's got to be something else they do in ever. Believe that. You know, with BYU, and if that's all they could score, 14 points, then when you start playing real teams, it's going to be tough for you guys. Because Sid Houston, you guys should have blew out of the water. But Sid Houston was throwing the ball around and doing some things. I'm surprised they couldn't score in that game. I'm really surprised. Oh, a game that was really underlooked and underappreciated last night was Idaho State versus San Diego State. Idaho State, uh, those potato boys, they were looking pretty good. San Diego State, um, you know, they just did their thing. They did what they were supposed to do. When you get a team like that that's, that's, that's favored to win at home, and then they come out and they really perform well like they did, you know both teams' defenses are going to be pretty thin. But on the offensive side of the ball, Idaho, Idaho State, was was pretty good, man. Throwing the ball around, twenty eight points in the San Diego State, thirty six points. Like the late night games were pretty good. Um, for for being like not even that big of teams, man. Then I had a feeling that Wyoming would make a good impression this year. You know, I've watched this Wyoming team over these last couple of years here and there. I put out a Wyoming game, and I noticed one thing. They recruit pretty well. But I was impressed with Wyoming's recruiting, you know, and, and now it's paying off. You know, we kept getting this story. This this big, big story about how Texas Tech, here they come, they're rebranded, they're totally good now. Man, they couldn't even be Wyoming, dog. Like, let's just be real. You know, and I'll respect Wyoming and what they've been able to accomplish, but they're not those guys, dude. They're just not those guys. And if Texas Tech can't get past them, and there goes their chances. College football playoff gone in the first week. So... Uh, Virginia Tech, they did beat Old Dom and respect to Old Dom, respect to Old Dominion, man, because that's a school that's just been around and stood the test of time. At one point, was a fantastic basketball program, and I don't know what the hell happened, but they should bring Old Old Dominion back to success in college basketball because college football, who knows? I mean, they had a quarterback out there who, who their quarterback had the most rushing yards, so he's a guy's running for his life, man, 19 times for 81 yards I mean these are design runs at that point then um this is the last team I'm going to talk about uh Illinois 
Uh, well, last game we'll talk about because there's a there's a couple big games on today, but really two big games. Illinois versus uh, Toledo, and Illinois closes it out. I like that Illinois did this without going to overtime, where uh, you know Texas Tech got caught in a uh, double overtime and lost that game. Illinois was smart. They uh they laid a goose egg in the second quarter, but then what they did was. A little bit of that Lou Holtzism. They came out that first five minutes of the third quarter ready. Then after that, they played hard until the fourth quarter and they just outlasted Toledo. Like Toledo had the better stats, you know, player-wise, team-wise. Like Toledo looked better on paper, but in the game, Illinois had the heart and the motivation. And in the open up at home with a win like that against Toledo, who... Obviously, Toledo's not a top five program, but they're a top 50 program. And I'll tell you one thing about Toledo. They, every year, they have some guys that can be pros. So, uh, you know, shout out to Illinois hitting a game-winning field goal, which is not something they're known to do. I actually remember watching Illinois lose a bowl game on a missed field goal when I was younger, you know, probably the last the last real good bowl they were in. You know, I remember them losing a kick on a field goal. So Illinois never known to bring in good kickers. So it's it's a good thing. Things are changing, man. Things are changing for the better for some teams. And for other teams, I think it leveled out. I think it finally even it's starting to even out in college football. Where it's not a down it's not a down year. What it is is just the fact that guys are just choosing to go different places and not just falling into the trap of going to a big school they're starting to spread their talent out like hey i can go to this school and break all the records hey i can go to that school and break all the records and get all the publicity over there when i go to this school i gotta split it all up you know forget that these guys want to go be the man because you don't know how long your career is gonna be so you, you know what i mean so you're like i'm gonna go be the man now exactly that's right you should be i i support that actually so um, I actually did really, really well on the spread picks this week. I'll make sure to get you my picks for next week for college football. NFL, I'm not going to miss a beat. College football, I like to see how it came out the first week. And I felt pretty confident about it, to be honest with you all. Uh, Clemson versus Duke today. Uh, I'll tell you right now, I like Clemson in that game. I don't think Duke has a team right now that's that's like ready to challenge them. We got Rutgers versus Northwestern going on now. Uh, I do like Rutgers to win that game outright. Zero to zero right now. Rutgers is driving. But I like uh, I like Rutgers to win that one. Then uh, this afternoon, Oregon State versus San Jose State. I'm going to ride with Oregon State dominant fashion. Uh, I got two props to give out. One, their quarterback over on his passing yards, whatever it is, take it blindly. And then the passing touchdowns over one and a half was like plus money when I took it whatever you get that at should be close to plus money then um you want Oregon State quarterback not San Jose State quarterback and then uh we got tonight LSU versus Florida State that's the big game I know everybody's gonna be watching um getting pumped up for football this coming Thursday uh for the NFL to start with Kansas City and Detroit that's a big game everybody circled for the start of the NFL season. So uh, I believe uh, in LSU versus Florida State, I like an upset Florida State at home. 
I think LSU on the road is going to be good, but I think Florida State is also going to be really good with a quarterback who's perfecting his game. And I think he's going to make a great pro once he gets to that level. I think he can be. I think he's got all the right dynamics and the right mechanics, everything you need to be a pro quarterback. I, I believe the guy from Florida State's got that, man. And I feel like this kid is going to put on a good show tonight. I feel like he is. And I feel like LSU will too. I feel like people overlook LSU. And I'm not an LSU fan. I'll tell you right now. I'm really not a fan of the program. Never really have been. But I respect the program. You see what I'm saying? I respect those guys. And that's how you got to do it. You got to show some respect. And a lot of people don't do that. They'll be like, no, I don't like them. So this. No, no, no. I show respect, man. And Jordan Travis, the quarterback for Florida State, is going to come out and show you all why he's the man. I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm on Gators fed, but I'll tell you right now, I can look across the street and tell you what's going on over there. Because I know what's going on in the Gators' backyard. There's a lot of changes coming. It's a lot of hard changes coming. Good coach to make the changes, though. Billy Napier is the right coach for the Florida Gators. Ladies and gentlemen, hope you enjoyed the program. Just like the heads of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night and God bless. Palms, 37-4.